Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. We're doing another perfect concert playlist. In this episode, we'll be discussing Piano Men, Billy Joel and Elton John. I'm Michael, Ron's on the other side. I am on the flip side. <laughs> Both of us are kind of under the weather. He's really under the weather. He's trying to come out of it, but I just started sneezing a whole bunch now my nose. So we both sound like the way. Uh, <laughs> we sound like Hermie, or what is it? Oh no, it sounds like Rudolph. She thinks I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I went first last time, so it is uh, your uh, your go. My go, awesome. Uh, well, let me just start off by saying this. I'm sure you agree with me on this. Ten sucked. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do my best here. Uh, see, I started mine off. And again, as always, no particular order. I usually just start at the beginning of the discography and kind of work my way through. Um, so I've got Piano Man from Piano Man. <laughs> no. is one of my all-time favorites. Just chill songs, you know? Yeah. Um, Big Shot, My Life. My guess is that most of this list is going to be what most people pick, but... Except for the diehards, though, they're going to find some gems in the rough that I don't see. But uh, you may be right. Love that song. Don't ask me why. I'm going to say Glass Houses is one of those. One, I think that's probably the first album I ever really got into who, of his. Yeah, well, that was like his big major. I mean, he had some hits before that, but that's the one I think that was like the yeah. big seller. Yeah. Uh, it's still rock and roll to me. I've got that on my playlist every chance I get. Uh, pressure is a fun one. Uh, Good Night Saigon. Now here's a fun one. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> the longest time in high school, we they had you know we always had that uh, talent show. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to convince you guys to do this with oh, me. Oh, so I'm so afraid about that. <laughs> Nobody wanted to do it. Nobody wanted. None of us really sang. So. Yeah, I know. That's the thing is that if you can convince four people who had singing ability, yeah, but we didn't. Oh, and... a, I wanted to go out of our comfort zone and just try something and be, make it fun. And if we screwed up, we screwed up. But that's all right. Yeah. Well, also, um, I had back then. I had incredible stage fright. Um, yeah. You know, this is before theater and stuff like that. And I would have probably froze and ran off screaming. <laughs> I hear you. I probably would have done the same. I don't know about screaming, but I probably just huddled in the corner somewhere. Well, I have to just say, I, I mean, that's my number 10. If, if I had, if I could, I would, I'd put the whole album of Innocent Man in my number 10 slide. It makes it hard to actually pick one off that. Uh, but just so I'm not leaving off the newer stuff, because that stops at 83. Um, I decided and, and made an executive decision here. I'm going to make a top 15. <laughs> okay. Uh, so moving on to 86 is the bridge. I have This Is The Time. Uh, Baby Grand with Ray Charles. Absolutely love that song. Um, anything with Ray Charles, honestly. Y you got me. Uh, Down Easter Alexa is a fun one. I go to extremes and so it goes. And uh, I actually had 16 on here. I'm sorry. Bonus song from River of Dreams, No Man's Land. Speaks well, really big into the consumer, consumerism of our world and what have you. It got very political. Well, I don't know about political. Socially conscious. Socially conscious in his later in his later years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's my top 
10-ish. Yeah, we uh, almost could do a top 20 of just Billy Joel <laughs> based on your list. Right. <laughs> um, I do find it interesting that both Billy Joel and uh, Elton John have like notorieties at being at certain stadiums. I mean, Billy Joel has been yeah. doing a regular concert run at Shea Stadium for what, 15, 20 years now, I think? And, like you know, and, and then Elton John just did his final, I, th I didn't realize it was, it wasn't one night. I'd keep at, like, I hypothesize how much money he's making from this final LA Dodger performance. And it's just like, Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. Because if you're raking in, you know, nearly a million dollars a night, have it there many nights, you know, <laughs> instead of, cause it costs so much to set up a concert. It's insane. I did uh, the blue man group and it took. 16 hours I think to set up that's torturous and then you have to actually run the show so I can see why staying many nights at one stadium or one place or whatever makes a lot of sense but yeah Ellen's yeah. kind of known for performing at Dodger Stadium and then on the opposite side of the country you know which is funny because right. I forgot the Dodgers were in Brooklyn I don't the know where Brooklyn oh they were yeah holy crap I forgot that until just now did I think I don't know really know baseball history that well, but I think because the Dodgers left, there was a hunger for another baseball team in New York, so that's how the Mets were created. Right. Yeah, but I mean that really has nothing to do with their performances, obviously. Excuse me, I have to burp off the. Still probably heard that. <laughs> no, I didn't hear a thing, man. Nope, it... darn it. <laughs> I'll put it under my coat next time. I can smell it though. Oh shoot. Ooh, it's a stinky. All right, so my Billy Joel playlist is, uh, where am I at here? Uh, oh, so I don't know why I even started off with this song, so this is kind of weird, but 11, Only the Good Die Young. I think because, you know, he's getting older, and he's, uh, I thought it'd be kind of humorous for him to sing that, <laughs> considering he's yeah. like 80, and he's like, <laughs> I guess I'm not good. <laughs> um, 12, You May Be Right. Um, 13, 14 and 15 all have kind of a 50s doo-wop feel. So I thought those went really well together. Uptown Girl, The Longest Time, yes. and Tell Her About It. See, these are all songs I would definitely put on the list. Um, this apparently, is, this is Uptown Girl is the most upbeat song ever uh, created uh, based on like you know scientific rhythm based uh, <laughs> studies. I, I can't believe someone gets paid to do that, but cool. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, where are we at? Uh, at sixteen, my life. I think that's the first Billy Joel song that I ever knew because we watched Booze and Buddies uh, when I was growing up, and I have a lot of nostalgia for that one. Uh, Seventeen, moving out. Have Have you ever listened to his play? His play? Yeah, he has a Broadway play called Moving Out based on his songs from the 70s. No. Yeah, it's on, uh, I think the whole album's on Spotify, but they did a Broadway musical. What do they call those? Songbook musicals where they just take already known yes. properties or whatever, like they do with Queen and stuff like that. And Rock of Ages is like that. Okay. Um, 18, a little bit heavier, uh, going with Pressure. Um, I love that. That when he normally he does play the normal piano, but this one he embraced synth uh -huh. and that, that really intense. Da, 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 I love that. Pressure. Yeah. Uh, nineteen. I go to extremes. Number twenty. Uh, it's still rock and roll to me. Uh -huh. I, that 
song I could listen to for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think it's well, that's the one that Bob Seger does. Um, oh. The one that was in uh, Risky Business, old time rock and roll. Oh, old time rock and roll. Yes, they they're both very fit similar in their themes, but. Um, it's still rock and roll to me. Is it doesn't seem as bitter. <laughs> Bob Seger seems a little well, annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Let me ask you. Because of risky business, can you not listen to that song and not slide through a room? I at least mentally, and mentally, I at least I picture the sliding across the floor. <laughs> oh, I slide. Uh, you know what's funny is I also on. think of that Growing Pains episode where they did a music video. I think it was like the second yep. season finale. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're on to Elton. <clears throat> on to Elton, who I didn't realize was as old as he was. <laughs> did you uh, uh, Did you watch the movie Rocket Man? I did not. It's very, very good. Um, I had heard that they were doing a Billy Joel biography, uh, but <gasps> they didn't option the rights to the songs, so why do it? <laughs> How can you do it? <laughs> Is it why do it? Yeah, if you can't option the music and it's about Billy Joel's life, oh. what's the point? I, I I thought you said they did option it. And you did, I didn't know they could. No, okay. no. They, they bought yeah, the rights to it. his life story, but they didn't buy the rights to his music, which sounds insane to me. Yeah, that's not going to be good. No. I mean, it might be a good story if he's got a good story to tell, but you got to have the music in there. Yeah, I think it's from a lower-budget company, and I think that they need to just go option, like send that option to a bigger company with more money. Yeah. Make a little money, sell it. <laughs> Something like that, or be part of the producing team for legitimacy, but yeah, that doesn't sound right. Right. All right, your turn, Elm John. Can you pause one second? Pause. Go. So on to Elton John, Mr. Elton, or is it Sir John, or Sir Elton John? <laughs> he was nodded, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe he was, yeah. Alright, so, going way back, honestly, I, most of his stuff I know is, prob is probably his earlier stuff. I don't know if I know much of his newer stuff at all. Um, but that being said, I still came up with 14. Okay, wow. And that was leading some out. Don't you ever edit yourself. <laughs> What's that? You never edit yourself. Right? <laughs> Whatever. I never edit it? No, I always have to torture myself with doing 10, and you're like, ah, forget the rules. <laughs> well, that's right. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not uh, playing by the rules I'm anymore. I'm a breaker. <laughs> um, the problem is, when you go through somebody like this who has such a long discography to go through... They're so hard to narrow it down. I, I tried to go like, okay, I'm going to go to this first album, pick one song, move on to the next year, you know, the next album or something along those lines. If we could do that, it'd be great if they had just 10 albums to choose from, then I could do that. But, oh my gosh. Um, so your song was one of my favorites. That's off his first album. Yeah, that was his first very first hit, yeah. Um, Ballad of a Well-Known Gun. It's got kind of a. It's one thing I noticed when I was going back through some of this music. I never really noticed 
he's got kind of a country sound to him, at least in his early years. Yeah. As it, he gets older, he does. Yeah, around 70. Well, it's kind of like Bowie, how they would go through their eras of different identity. Yeah. Kind of. So, like, the first five or six years, he kind of had a honky-tonk. Feel. Yeah, it's more southern rock. Not, yeah, not and, and then like a southern rock feel, and but. then it was more danceable, uh, glammy, but also like more pensive in the late seventies. And then the eighties yeah. is kind of like well, eighties he fumbled a bit because uh, he wasn't working with his uh, regular writer. I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, um, Bernie Toppin, I think. Toppin. Yeah, Toppin. Yeah, and he wasn't working with him as much, and he kind of got. They show that in the movie, like he gets pulled away from. Uh, you know what made his core values musically uh, work so well, right. and then he has a big comeback like '86. Um, and, and yeah, I would say most of the stuff I know is from the '70s. Same thing with Billy Joel because we had those albums when I was a kid. We had the Greatest Hits collection, and and so it was mostly like right. uh, pre-1980. Right. Same thing with Queen. Uh, I think our Greatest Hits collection that we had was pre. It was it was Flash Gordon and, and prior to that. So. I didn't know a lot of the 80s stuff. Yeah, the Queen I knew going into when when my stepfather came into our life, um, he had every Queen album known to me um, that that, that he could get his hands on at least. Uh, But going into that, I only had, like like you said, the greatest hits. So I knew what everyone else knew, you know, the the very basics of Queen. Um, If it hadn't been for him, I wouldn't have known there was a bigger... You know what I mean? Right, right. Or at least I Anyway, um, so there's something to be said about the the greatest hits. Some people are like, well, that's a cheap cop-out. But honestly, that's one way most people get into them. Right. It, yeah, so. it's usually a warm-up. And it also, like, some artists, they have a lot of hits, but their albums were never really solid. And so uh-huh. a greatest hits collection is probably for the best. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so moving on to... Uh, Tiny Dancer, yes, I'm a little weird in that I actually like that song. Um, Rocket Man, Daniel is one of my all-time favorites. Crocodile Rock, Elderberry Wine. No, I don't know that. This one. was actually the, we had the 45 for Crocodile Rock, and this the only reason I know this song actually exists is because it was the flip side of Crocodile Rock. Oh, okay. So, and it's every bit as good in my opinion. Uh, Candle in the Wind, Benny and the Jets. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. One of my all-time favorites by him. That's actually 10, guys. Sorry, I'm going over now. <laughs> Saturday Night's All Right. Who doesn't love that song? Saturday, Saturday. Now, who Don't did it? Was it Nickelback that did a cover of that? That was pretty good. That's one of the few things that did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually like Nickelback. I don't know what the hate is. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just messing. I throwing some shade at those who are throwing shade at them um i do like nickelback uh see don't let the sun go down on me sorry seems to be the hardest word it's a really good one uh i guess that's why they call it the blues and i will stop at 14 even though it's probably more (laughs) (laughs) all right ours are pretty similar but um, like you usually usually do yours like chronologically. I do mine based on how I'd want to see a concert built. You know, like usually starts big, ends big, and, and you know slower stuff in the middle. So um, yeah. if I'm gonna see him on tour, I want him to start with the bitches back. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's the comeback tour. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we go into Honky Cat, which is. 
probably my favorite song of his. Um, That's one I love, yeah. It's so much fun. I, I like Benny and the Jets for the first three quarters of it, but then it's two minutes of Benny and the Jets. I watched a guy yeah, do... I watched a guy sing this at karaoke, and like on the eighth or ninth verse of Benny, Benny, he's like, all right, you know what? I'm done. I can't keep doing this. This falsetto hurts. <laughs> it's exhausting. Um, number three is Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Uh, then we're going to, I mean, this isn't a slower song, but thematically it is. Uh, it's a little more melancholy. Uh, I Don't Want to Go On With You Like That at number four. Um, number five, Daniel. Daniel is the song that almost always brings a tear to my eye. Uh, yeah. it, it's such a powerful song. I remember when they used that in Freaks and Geeks because one of the main characters, the one that James Franco played, was named Daniel. And they play that while they're trying to understand what exactly it is that's wrong with him. Um, I, I think it's a really touching. I can't believe that Elton let them use it too. Um, I read somewhere that the song was actually, it was actually written about, and it has no, there's no inkling that that's what it's about. Uh, but it's about a guy coming back from the Vietnam War and then trying to find himself. Okay. Like he's old school. I mean, I'm like, I, I, I read the, the lyrics of the song. I'm like, where are you getting this? Huh. But, <laughs> but anyway, go on. Uh, number six, Tiny Dancer, or as we love to call it, Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks, baby. All right. <laughs> Have you ever seen Almost Famous? Uh, yes, years ago, but I don't honestly remember much about it. I, I love the sequence where they're all on the plane and they're all kind of like, they, this is the point where the band's falling apart and they kind of hate each other's guts. And then someone just starts humming that. And uh, there's a moment where they all reconnect and they remember why they got together as a band in the first place based on this song. Right. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, number seven is, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Uh, I, God, I, just, I just love that song so much. Um, number nine, or wait, number eight, uh, I Want Love, which I think is his final solo hit from 2001 or 2002. I don't know if you remember this, but the music video had Justin Timberlake like in makeup, dressed up as Elton John back in like 1974. I think I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it looked a little weird, but it's a really good song. Um, there's so many, there's so many of his slower ballads that I wanted to choose, and I just had to pick one. So I want to throw in something that I I haven't got to hear a lot. Um, all right, so we're gonna finish the concert. Strong with some upbeat stuff. I thought this song was called Shine a Light forever. It's called. Yeah, that's what I thought it was called. And I looked at it on the on Spotify and I said, Philadelphia Freedom, that's what it's called? Holy crap. I mean, that's part of it too, but I always thought it was called Shine a Light. So. Um, he actually wrote that for Billie Jean King. Really? I thought it was maybe for the Bicentennial. Well, it was prior to that if I remember correctly it was a year prior to that or something like that but it was it was written they were really good friends uh-huh. apparently um, I, I only know this because I read it when I was looking through things but um, it was written for the tennis player Billie Jean King uh, he told her she wanted to, he wanted to write a song for her and that was what came out of it 
Okay. And Philadelphia Freedom is actually the name of the tennis team that she was on. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't even know they had and tennis Philadelphia teams. Freedom. I've never even heard of that before. Are there still tennis teams? Apparently. <laughs> I don't pay attention to tennis at all, so I wouldn't know that. All right, um, number 10, if you're going to finish it off, you're going to do it strong with I'm Still Standing. Okay, don't sing, Ron. Don't sing. <laughs> and for a encore, Billy Joel's going to come back on stage with Elton, and they're going to sing Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. That'd be good. And that's so it. I was trying to come up with a song where they... I, I remember very clearly watching the concert they did together on TV years ago, and I couldn't remember anything that they did other than Piano Man. I'm like, uh, and I found that on YouTube, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, it's not bad. They did it well, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> at the uh, so the, the live concert that was at Dodger Stadium is on Disney Plus. It's a very good production. Obviously, his voice is, it isn't great, but I mean, like I said, he what is he 75, 80? Um, right. And it's not going to be the same as it was back in the 70s. It's just the, it's just the way it is. But uh, I think it's a really fun concert, and he seems to be having a blast. And uh, he does have some uh, uh, duets at the end of the concert. He does um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart with Kiki Palmer, I think is her name. Um, and it's, it's Kiki something. I can't remember her last name. But sadly, I don't think Kiki's been in the scene for a while, and she hadn't practiced. And it was kind of a bummer because her voice was completely gone. Whoa. Yeah. That's a fun song too. Uh, I thought I almost thought about doing that with him and Billy Joel. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm saying, I don't remember when, the, when was that concert. I swear it was called the Piano Men. Or and I, like I, I, that. I don't know. I remember it, but I don't remember what year it was from. You know, there's but another the one song I'm talking about was like '90s, so it would they would have still been in, kind of in their prime at that yeah. point. Yeah. At some point, I feel like we should choose, and this is just me throwing spitballs at the wall, I really wanted to choose um, songs from Lion King, but I started thinking, I was like, it'd be kind of fun if we did an episode where we just so chose songs from like Disney animation. <laughs> I don't know. That would be fun. Yeah. Right, I'll give it a shot. Well, I have to say, I almost put one of those on my list but I'm, I thought better of it I'm like there are better songs I, I like the song and don't give it I am one of the biggest fanboys of the Lion King I don't unapologetically fan of the Lion King uh, the, the original not the new one um, <laughs> but I, I just can't put those songs on the, on the same level although that being said those really brought him back into the limelight again yeah well, I mean, when we do our we do our Genesis episode, which will have all of Peter Gabriel's uh, solo stuff, uh, Phil Collins' solo stuff, and then Mike and the Mechanics, it's going to be very, very hard for me not to throw in uh, You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. I mean, ew, there's a, if, there's a, if there's a song from a Disney movie that brings a tear to my eye, it's that one. There's always... And I think one of the other reasons I didn't put it on the list is because there's this feeling, and maybe it's just in my head, that there's a, just a different feeling to the song because it's a Disney song. Yeah. Because it's a cartoon, it's a movie song. Well, it's a cool uh, orchestra too, cartoon, right? Yeah, it's, it feels more... And maybe that's 
actually, there's probably some truth to that because honestly, if you listen to, um, oh, what the heck's the name of it? Not Circle of Life, the other one. Um, but you got the movie version of it where he sings it, but then you've got the released version of it that they play on the radio, and it just sounds wrong. Well, okay. You know what I mean? No, I, I no. You think you're a crazy person? No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would just say, well, like you got, you're, you're so used to what the movie version sounds like that when they show the radio release of it, it just sounds off. Yeah. But anyway, maybe it, it probably is just me. But. All right. Well, you're more sonically um, engaged than I am. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. So our next episode will be bands that have colors in them: Deep Purple, Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, Rainbow! You know, I think there was a fourth one that we chose, but uh, that'll be our next episode. Is Rainbow a cop-out? Because that's, like, all the cops. Quiet, you! I'm trying to come up with enough bands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need... <laughs> don't, don't you challenge me! <laughs> I got you. Alright, everybody, that's it. Have a good night. Have a good one, guys.